In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Six, four, Welcome to another episode of the 643 Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Dylan Short, and brought to you by 680 The Fan and the Dickey Broadcasting Corporation. With opening day a week away at this point, we finally have our opening day starter as Braves ace and one of the most underrated left-handed pitchers in baseball, Max Freed, will take the bump on opening day. Well-deserved. I thought it might be Charlie Morton, but I have no qualms with it being Max. Max is the guy that you're going to be building your rotation around in the seasons to come, uh, as this is more than likely going to be Charlie's final season. We'll see if he does well enough to want to come back again next year. Uh, but this is this is really Max Freed's rotation now, and he showed you in that World Series the type of pitcher he is, uh, where he got that ankle stepped on, where I for sure thought that was snapped, and he came back out and from that point on got angry and just we don't talk about his performance all that much because of the offensive barrage and the Jorge Soler bomb. Um, but really Max Freed completely shut down an offense that all we talked about was how it was designed to mash left-handed hitters. Uh, and the first time through Max Freed kind of got roughed up a little bit, but second time through with the, with the clinching game in hand, Max Freed went out there and was just flat out dominant. And that's something about Max that I think, uh, makes the Braves eminently comfortable with him in high-pressure situations, big games, leading the rotation, what have you. That type of demeanor Max has on the mound where he's not the most outspoken, but he's got that he's got that that streak to him, that that competitive nature that everybody has. That's overrated, but or I don't want to say overrated, but it's 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 overused. Every pitcher has that type of mentality you every player in the majors has that mentality you have to if you're going to make it to the majors but max has that little extra gear uh where he gets really angry and when he gets angry he can get he gets focused he's got really good stuff we know about the curveball obviously between him and charlie morton it's two of the probably two of the top five curveballs in baseball uh his slider is is really really good especially for a guy that did not come up throwing a slider didn't really debut it until 2019 um, his slider's really good. His changeup is getting better. And he's got a four seam and a two seam. The four is a little bit better. You can throw it harder. Um, doesn't have the highest spin rates on it, but he uses it very effectively for what he wants it to be, which is to get hitters off of that curveball. Um, he, he pitches from behind generally, or not pitches from behind, but he pitches backwards generally, which just means that uh, his best pitch is his curveball. So that's the pitch that he really leans on. It, it's nearly impossible to square up. It's a ridiculously good pitch. It's It's got a ton of sharp break. It's not the fastest one, 
but it's not a looper either. It's It's got a tremendous amount of vertical break, and it's tremendously late break on it. And when you look at a StatCast page, you see a lot of things. One of the things that pops out, uh, the chase rate for Max was only in the 40th percentile last year. Uh, that's one thing that doesn't particularly bother me. I prefer guys that get high strikeouts. Uh, Max hasn't been that guy to this point. I think he definitely can be. Uh, but when you look at his pitches, he, he's not got a, a great spin rate as far as his fastball goes. It's only in the 18th percentile, uh, so which means it plays better low in the zone than high in the zone. I mentioned on uh, Tuesday's show that a high spin rate fastball is something that you attack with up in the zone. You might have mentioned it last Thursday when we were talking about Spencer Strider as well. But what you get from Max is a guy who who knows his arsenal and he's generally works ahead of the batters in the box. He knows what he wants to do out there on the mound and early on, at least in the season, I wouldn't be shocked if he struggles a little bit. Uh, kind of appears that Max is a guy that takes a few times through the rotation to really round into form. But once he gets into form, you see a guy that just does not walk hitters and does not give up hard contact. He He's Really good at missing the barrel, 70, uh, 72nd percentile, does, uh, 81st percentile walk rate. Uh, all of his all of his numbers as far as batted ball numbers are very, very good. And I think that there's a lot more to come as far as strikeouts go in the tank. I think that this is the season uh, that you finally start to see him really start to take that step there. He's he's about league average as far as uh, his, his strikeout percentages go. And I, I just think he's got a lot more in the tank there. For a guy that has mid to high 90s fastball velocity and has that type of off-speed and that type of affinity for adding off-speed pitches and breaking pitches, uh, I, I think it's it's tremendous work. Last year, he finished at 3.8 F ward. This year, I'd expect that to be over four as long as he stays healthy. Just a tremendous pick. And to believe that we got him for one season of Justin Upton was just criminal on the part of the Padres. Um, might actually be John Coppola's best move as, as the Braves GM before getting uh, sent to the Shadowland or sent to the Shadow Realm, I should say. Um, very, 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 very underrated pitcher and throws all four of his pitches. 39% fastball last year, 26% curve, 22% slider. Uh, and he also has a sinker that he threw 11% of the time. He throws a changeup as well. Didn't really throw it a ton last year, but I would look for that to be the pitch that he really starts to to focus in on. I would expect a K rate up over nine per nine this year. Um, last year, about eight and a half per nine. I, I think he's got way more in the tank than that. I'm not sure that that's ever going to be what his game is, but his fastball velocity has been rising every season. Uh, last year, he was about 94 on the average on that fastball. Just an outstanding pitcher. 304 ERA, but I, I don't care about ERA as much. I tend to use FIP and Sierra a lot more. Uh, his FIP was a 331. Uh, which shows you just how good his pitches are. Just a phenomenal guy. Excited to see what he brings this year. I think he's definitely going to be. Uh, I think you're, I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young. I think that's Jacob Degrom's award for as long as Jacob Degrom stays healthy. Uh, and even if Jacob Degrom doesn't, I think you still got Corbin Burns to try to go through. Uh, Freddie Peralta. Pretty much any of the big three on that Brewers pitching staff, along with Max Scherzer. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good pitching in the National League this year. Um, but I certainly think Freed is going to get votes. I think that uh, a third or a fourth place finish for him is not out of the question. And it kind of fits what I already think about Max, which is that he's a really, really talented player that somehow is still kind of undervalued across the league, maybe a little bit underrated. And I think that works for Max. I think that that's something that gets Max's back up a little bit. He's never really seemed the guy to be super ostentatious or anything like that. So uh, I think it's a big year for him. I think now that, you know, first base is solidified and Ronald and Ozzy are under contract, you've got two players left that are must-haves as far as uh, re-signing or extending. 
uh, and that would be Austin Riley and Max Fried. And I think at this point, I think Max Fried is the first one. I think that Max is the guy that the Braves are going to try. I don't know if they'll get a deal done in season. You won't hear anything about it until it happens because Alex just does not let information like that leak. I don't know a lot about Freed as far as what he's going to want, how much he's going to want to be paid. He's he's kind of a little bit un, underspoken. He, he's very quiet about things like that. He doesn't speak to things like that. Um but he's a guy that I think wants to be here, at least from what I can tell. Uh, he relishes his his role on the Braves, and I think he's one of these guys that wants to be an all-time great. I think that that drive is one of the things that makes everybody love Max Fried so much and feel every time he takes the hill that you've got a great shot at winning that game. Um, he thinks he can go toe-to-toe with any pitcher, and he's proven to this point that he can. Uh, and I think that that's, that's something that the Braves are going to value a lot as as far as what you're going to see on a deal. I think he's probably the most important of these arms because – He's a guy that you know exactly what you're going to get when you go out there. He's going to throw strikes. He can work deep into games. He's got premium stuff, and he's just got that demeanor. He doesn't really get flustered during a game. Uh, he, he, he's just got he's got a lot going for him. And at 28 years old, I really think you're going to start to see Max really hit his stride and come into his prime years here uh, in the next few seasons. I think that's one that the Braves will for sure be bringing back. Uh, I'd like to see it done in season, uh, as you can, you know, as as most fans probably feel right now. Uh, I don't really want to see him get to the offseason without much of a deal. Uh, but I, I don't have any worries about that. I think Max is a guy that the Braves are going to pin their rotation hopes and dreams on for years to come. I think he's going to be, uh, I think I think by the time he's done, I think by the time it's all said and done, Max is going to be one of those guys that we look at as one of the great Braves pitchers, uh, at least of the Atlanta generation, a, a really, really talented pitcher. But I spent a little bit too long talking about that. Um, now, all of that said about Max Fried and guys like Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson, who got roughed up a little bit yesterday, uh, rotation is still is really the only question remaining on this team. And I am not as worried about it as some others. I've got a lot of faith in Waskar Noah. Uh, Kyle Wright, if you can get him over the mental hurdles that he seemed to have faced the last few years, I think that he's still a very talented arm. Tucker Davidson has been very good. The Braves have talented arms. What they don't have is experienced depth. And what I mean by experience is guys who have years under the under their belt as starters, not guys who have just kind of come up. And that's kind of a function of whenever you, you go through a rebuild that's focused on pitching, at some point you get to a point where you're going to have to just throw these guys into the fire and, and let them eat for a season and, and see which, which ones rise to the top and which ones don't. Um, but I still wouldn't be surprised if Alex makes a move. Uh, I, I, I would lean towards thinking it would be more like a deadline move. I don't, I don't, I don't think we'll see him make a move in this next week, but nothing really surprises me with Alex Anthopoulos anymore. Um, Sean Manaya still out there. I think that's one that Alex could add. He's, he kind of pitches the way a lot of Braves guys tend to like uh, a lot of, a lot of really good changeup oriented type pitches. Um, don't know if they want to give up any premium prospects still for him, which means another guy that I really like, um, Zach Gallen from Arizona, really busted out in 2019 with the Marlins and and had a, just an insane season. Um, and, it, and it looked like he was going to be a superstar. Another guy, really, really good changeup, has mid-90s velocity in the tank, got a lot of strikeouts, didn't walk a lot of people. Um, he's had some trouble staying healthy since, but he's looked good so far this spring. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. 
Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com. Uh, and he still, his numbers did not look good last year, but if you dug a little bit deeper, they were good numbers. Uh, I think that he's a guy, along with Tony Gonsolin, I, I mentioned it, I'm not sure that, that the Braves would be able to get anything done with the Dodgers there. Gonsolin's locked in as their fifth. They're going to be missing Dustin May for a little bit um, if, if May comes back at all this season. Uh, so maybe they want to hold on to Gonsolin. Maybe they're ready to finally let him actually be a starter for a season. Uh, but Zach Gallon would be one that I think that Alex could add. I think that would be a sneaky Alex Anthopoulos type of move. A guy whose um, underlying numbers are much better than his surface numbers. A guy coming off of a uh, down year surface number-wise to a team that's not really going to compete this year but doesn't really want to go into a rebuild. And the Braves could give up quantity for a guy like Gallon, who's still got some uh, a good bit of control left on him uh, and a guy that I think would fit really well into this rotation and in, in the NL East in general. Uh, wouldn't be forced to be a super high-end um, high arm. He could be the four uh, in this rotation pretty easily and then maybe see what happens once Mike Soroka comes back. He could even be a five at 26 years old. Uh, he's technically only got two years under his belt, so you still have plenty of control on him. He still has all three years of arbitration remaining so that's one that i would love to see i think that that's one i've, I've been on zach Allen for a little while that's one that i would like to see happen um and i don't think it's going to happen early it'd be really cool to to get that news today while we're recording and then uh get to opening day which gets to start at truest park and then realize that that you've got um your rotation figured out the bullpen is is shortlist elite i think it's the best bullpen in baseball on paper i completely agree with jeff Francoeur on that i don't see another bullpen that's as loaded top to bottom as this Braves bullpen that can give you versatility as far as multiple innings, high strikeout guys, any sort of leverage, pretty much any of these guys in the bullpen are high leverage arms. And when you can bring a high leverage arm at any point in the game, that's a, that's a fantastic boon for a manager to have. So Brian Snicker has to be uh, jumping up and down for joy. doesn't have to worry about pinch hitting really this year. Now that he has the DH in tow, uh, doesn't really have to worry about pulling a starter early since he has just tremendous bullpen depth as far as the, the, glutton the gluttony of arms out there that can all throw multiple innings and throw high leverage innings adding Kenley Jansen onto that this is this is a phenomenal Braves team uh last year the Braves I thought were a really good team uh I thought and I thought that they were you know top 10 top 7 as far as rosters in baseball and I think that the way that they gel together makes them play better and that they don't have a true weakness on the club that's not the case this year this year I think that once Ronald Acuna comes back obviously um I think this is I think this is a top two or three roster in baseball. I, I really think that highly of this Braves team. They don't have uh, once Ronald comes back that you're going to do away with the largest weakness, which is outfield defense. Uh, I'm not too worried about Duvall playing center. It was a short sample last year, but Duvall is a very very good defensive outfielder. He knows his routes. I don't think he's going to be elite level center field, 
but he's not going to hurt you either. And I think he can be above average just because his instincts are so good. Left field defense will be fine once Acuna comes back to right and, and Eddie Rosario can move back over to left field. Um, as long as Marcelo Zuna is out there, it's not going to be great defensively. But once you pop Ozuna or Dickerson back into the DH slot, now you've got now you've got the roster that you're really looking to go with. And I just don't see many rosters top to bottom that have the same ability this Braves team does to go out and put up eight to ten runs in a game and shut you down from start to finish uh the Braves we, we just talked about the bullpen the starting rotation while it's not deep deep the top three of Morton or Freed Morton and Ian, Ian Anderson can absolutely go toe-to-toe with everybody I wouldn't take them over the Brewers starting uh starting three for example or I really probably wouldn't even take them over the Mets I mean anytime you have Jacob deGrom then I'm going to pick Jacob deGrom um probably I might not even take them over the Yankees um when you have like I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't say that in all good faith. I can't say that I would take a Yankees anything over the Braves. Uh, so retract that statement. Um, but I, I just don't see many holes on this roster. Maybe you can point to depth, and that's true. Um, they don't really have. You know, they don't. At least as it stands right now, infield depth would really be the only question mark. Outfield depth, they have plenty at this point. Um, and I don't think they're that worried about infield depth. The guys in the infield are are really really good at staying healthy. Um, that doesn't sound like a skill, but it is a skill. As uh, you can see with plenty of good players, they get derailed by injuries. The Braves players uh, play a tremendous amount of games. And yes, I know there's that section of the fan base that thinks, oh, now that Freddie's gone, players are going to start getting days off. Um, I highly doubt you see that. That is not Brian Snickers' MO. Uh, I, I don't think that was Freddie who was making sure that nobody got days off. And quite frankly, I think it's a stupid talking point to think that uh, players are going to be happier getting days off now. That's that shows a tremendous misunderstanding of a player's mindset. Every player wants to play every day, uh, and they don't really have the infield depth to be giving you know guys ten plus days off a year unless they're going to be really versatile with how they play these guys, uh, which is possible. I mean, it, it it's not it's not out of the realm. Uh, it's not something that I think you're going to see. Brock Holt uh, got his release, so I don't think they're clamoring to play Orlando Arcia or uh, Phil Gosselin multiple times a week just to get guys days off at different positions uh so i'm not too worried about it i, th- I think that uh i think this braves team is is better than it was a season ago even losing freddie freeman which is tough uh i i think that this team is is leaps and bounds better actually i think that this is this is probably the best braves team that we've seen um I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's the most talented Braves team we've seen since 1996, which I always thought was the most talented of the Braves teams. They didn't win the World Series that year, but I thought that that was the best team top to bottom. I think this team is right on par with that. You don't have three Hall of Fame pitchers, but I think the offense is leaps and bounds above anything that we've seen for the Braves in, in a long, long time at the very least. This is this is a ridiculously good offense. So get ready to see some insanity at Truist. I'm, I'm assuming that this is just going to be this whole opening series is going to be just insane. I, I think, uh, I think the Braves are going to be a team that leads the league in terms of, of fan attendance yet again. Um, we've shown Atlanta, as long as you're winning, we're going to be there supporting it. And I, I think that that puts the Braves in a great position really early on. You don't even have to be crazy because you've got some decent teams that you're playing early, but you also have some really bad teams that you're playing early. All you really need to do is hold serve until Ronald Acuna comes back. I maintained, I think he's going to be back DHing by the second or third week of the season, um, maybe about the third week of the season, by the, by the middle to back end of April, I think he'll be DHing and then he'll be back in the field early in May. And once that happens, I think the Braves just take off like a rocket. Once you can get the lineup situated the way that you want it, 
watch out, everybody else in baseball. This is a dangerous, dangerous team. And a little bit, I almost think a little bit undervalued, a little bit underrated, which is insane to be talking about a World Series team, talking about them being a little bit underrated. But that's that's genuinely how I view them. I think that this is a shortlist team in baseball here. I know that there's some teams like the Dodgers who have uh, a, a more name recognition-based lineup, but I think that that's doing a great injustice to just how talented guys like Ozzy Albies and Austin Riley are uh, and, and who are criminally underrated at their positions, uh, how good they are, along with guys like Ronald Acuna and that pitching staff and Matt Olson. I mean, this is a Braves team that the worst player, the worst starter on the team is either Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, or Dansby Swanson. And that's, that is not a bad problem at all to have. Uh, now, you can maybe toss in Travis Darno since he kind of sort of has really only had one good season, and that was a, a you know, a short season. Um, but even in then, that kind of brings us to our prospect spotlight, which is going to be William Contreras today. Even in that instance, if, if, if Travis Darno, whose best ability is his ability to work with pitchers, which is what the Braves love so much about him, if he's if he doesn't if he just goes back into struggle staying healthy isn't hitting the ball well William Contreras has shown that he's got a big league bat a lot like his brother and he is a lot like his brother in a lot of different ways Wilson has the better arm of the two in pure arm strength but William has a more accurate arm William is more well-rounded I think that Wilson has a little bit more power as it stands right now but what you do see from both of them, and it was very true with Wilson. He was very slept on as a prospect. Didn't really start gaining prominence until his mid-20s, really. Williams been kind of the same way. Was was kind of, you know, was was valued as, you know, said that he would be an average big league player. He'd be able to, to play for a while, might make an all-star team or two. I tell you, when I see his swing, I don't see average player. Now, a lot of this hinges on his ability to kind of recognize the fastball. Uh, or, or the off-speed, really, and to pick out the fastball from the off-speed and be able to, to, to get on base or make enough contact to take advantage of his really sweet swing and his booming power. Uh, he's got an affinity for barreling up the ball when he makes contact, and I think that that's just something that's going to come with experience. Uh, they're getting him work in the outfield now, which is awesome. I think that that's something that if you're going to do that, go all in. Let him start on the big league roster when rosters are expanded in April. Give him some real work in the outfield um, against lefties early on. Rotate him in at catcher. Rotate him in at left and, and right, whatever you got to do. But get him some at-bats at the big league level. See where he's at in, in terms of, of how real his come up was last year, the second time uh, where he put really good swings on the ball and looked like he had taken a, uh, a big turn now that he had kind of had his first taste of the big leagues. If not, I mean, he, he was tearing up AAA before he got that second call up. I don't doubt that he'd tear it up again this year. Um, but if he can actually add corner outfield profile onto that as well to where he doesn't get stuck behind the plate just catching, that makes it so much better in this, ter- in this, in this day of DH where you can carry a backup catcher like Manny Pena who, who doesn't have to do anything but be a backup catcher. And that frees you up to get Williams bat in the lineup through DH or through corner outfield or behind the plate. That's just, that's just such a boon. If you want to take advantage of his athleticism and his explosiveness, I mean, it's, he, he really has a shot to, I don't think that he'll ever be one of the superstars of this Braves team, but he's got a real shot at being one of these glue guys. And I think that that, that versatility is one of the reasons why Alex was okay with trading Shea Langoliers. I mean, first of all, it's to get a guy like Matt Olson, who is the first, the best first baseman in baseball, according to just his numbers, his, his war values. 
but because you have a guy, William Contreras, who you do feel can, at this point, is the catcher of the future, I'm not so certain. I would expect Alex Anthopoulos to be drafting um, some more catchers. I think that's something that Alex feels he personally is very good at scouting. Trusts Dana Brown a lot in terms of catcher scouting. Um, and catchers are valuable. I mean, having a good catcher, it's it's the hardest position in baseball right now to have an above-average player. Uh, and if you feel that you can get that multiple times and, and you can kind of split that around and, and have guys that could do multiple things, I think that's one of the things that Alex and, and these former Rays GMs, the, these Andrew Friedman disciples, all have in common. They want players that can that can be versatile. And if, if the league around the plate is low and you have an above-average catcher, that's a huge boon because it's, it's hard to find good catchers, especially catchers that can do everything. There's catchers that can hit, and there's catchers that can field, but there's not many catchers that can do both. And I think that William Contreras has the athletic ability. He has the potential to be able to do both. I don't know that I'd ever think that he'd be above average behind the plate, but he's got a strong arm. Um, he, he just needs to kind of refine some receiving skills and, and kind of get more experience calling games. Pitchers never looked uncomfortable with him behind the plate, but there was a decided difference in, in, in the front office anyway and, and in the coaching staff. Once Travis Darno came back, even though Travis wasn't fully healthy, just having Travis behind the plate calling games seemed like that was that was one of the major improvements for the Braves once you got into the postseason. So I think if you're talking about areas of, of, of work for Will, William or Bill, Baby Bill, as I'll call him sometimes, I think that that's probably the main thing is calling games and his receiving at the plate. I think that that'll help everything else and allow his athletic tools to play up. Um, needs a little bit of seasoning at the dish, as I mentioned. He, he can get... He can look kind of foolish sometimes on some breaking pitches, especially as you see with a lot of young and aggressive hitters, sliders low and away. Breaking balls low and away can, can be a bit of a pain for him. I think that the only remedy for that is experience, which I think he'll get. Um, and, you know, it's not going to hurt him if he if he spends a little bit of time at the AAA level. He, he hasn't spent a ton of time there. He, he came up a lot faster through the system than, than most prospect evaluators were expecting. Uh, so I think that's something that you can look at. And, I, and like I said, a lot like his brother in terms of evaluation. Don't be so stuck on what you saw from him early in his prospect evaluations. He's a totally different player now. And I kind of expected it because it was kind of the same way with Wilson. And a lot of times, players in the same family. I look at this when I look at the Acuna brothers as well. Uh, like Luis Angel with the Rangers, I kind of view him the same way. Brian Acuna, I'll view him with the Twins as the same way. Where... Don't don't let the size of the person fool you or or the the kind of base tools that you see. There's a lot more in the tank with some of these guys. And I think William Contreras is one of those where if he sticks with the Braves, I think that he's a he's a bat that we're going to enjoy seeing for a very long time. Uh, I think he I think he's shown potential to be kind of a middle of the order piece. I don't know that the Braves will ever really need to use him in the three, four, five slot, but he's shown me at least that he's got the power and the explosive and the bat speed to, to hold those down and to be really good hitters in that type of, you know, five or six realm. But I think he's a guy that you'll hit six, seven. Uh, and, and I think that you'll, you'll look back in the years to come and, and see that he's a very important player on this roster. Not the most important. He's never the guy that's going to run the lineup. It's never going to run through him. But he's a guy that can do a lot of things. And that just means good things for the Braves. And that's all you're really looking for, is give me as many chances, as many avenues for good outcomes as possible. That's how Alex seems to have been building this roster since he's kind of gotten here. And I think that that's, he's, he's accumulated a lot of guys that do a lot of things well. I'm almost looking at Alex as if he's almost trying to build the Rays' ability to play players kind of all over the place. I think that that's something that Alex really values, is being able to 
to take what players do well and let them do that and take full advantage of what they do well while kind of covering up for things that they don't. That's why you can see a lot of platoon type of actions. why I think that he's never really stressed about getting the big name for the outfield or even really even the bullpen. I mean, this year he signed Colin McHugh, who's an outstanding guy, but I wouldn't say a gigantic name. He did sign Kinley Jansen, which is a big name. But outside of that, I mean, everybody that, that Alex has signed has been able to do multiple things for the ball club, and I think that's very important in his mind. I think that's very important for the Braves' continued success. And I think it's very important for William Contreras. When you can do multiple things, it makes you more indispensable to a team. It takes, uh, it, it kind of salves and smooths some of the things you don't do as well, and it kind of increases the things that you do do well. So keep an eye on William Contreras. I'm not certain if he'll start at the big league level. I think if, if rosters do expand to 28, I think he absolutely should. I think that that you do a disservice to William not to take advantage and get him some time at the big league level. Uh, let him get some work up here before going sending him down to AAA when you really, you know, once AAA gets into full swing, then okay, send him down. But for now, while Ronald Acuna is going to be out, there's no reason not to take advantage of William Contreras. I mean, if the outfield defense is not going to be good with Marcelo Zuna in left field anyway, then you might as well get William Contreras to work out there if you really are truly uh, if that's truly a plan and not just something you do a little bit in spring training just to kind of see, if you really do plan on getting him work in the outfield and making that part of his game, take advantage of it in the early part of the season when you can. Because once Ronald Acuna comes back, it's balls to the wall. All the Braves got to do is kind of survive, hold serve until he gets back. Once they do, then it becomes balls to the wall. Everybody's going to be playing every day at their normal positions, and this Braves lineup will be kind of set. So until then, get Contreras some work and enjoy what you see from another really talented young guy who I think is going to make a name for himself. I think he might explode more this year in terms of prospect evaluation, uh, even though I think he might actually be close to, to actually graduating from prospect pr- uh, perspective. But at least in terms of young player evaluation, I don't think you'll see William Contreras viewed much highly, much more highly at the end of this season than he was at the beginning. But as it stands, I'm going to go ahead in this episode so I can get to looking at the Braves game today. Uh, Kyle Muller starting it off on the mound today. Didn't start off great. And for Kyle Muller, uh, this would be uh, an important game for him. I think the rotation's already set. Kyle's already pretty much knows he's going down uh, to AAA. But there is still that that fight for who's going to do that fifth starter rotation first time through between him and Tucker Davidson. And I think that's a battle that we'll see between those two for a very long time as Kyle Muller and Tucker Davidson. They look different. They look dissimilar but they have a lot of the same traits on the mound. So we'll see which of those two comes out on top, um, which one ends up kind of leading the Gwinnett rotation. Uh, might be next man up through the next time through next time somebody needs to be replaced. So uh, I'm excited to look forward to that. Look forward to Kyle Muller. We'll talk about him on some other Thursday episodes when we do some more prospect breakdowns. But for now, we're going to go ahead and call it quits. Just a reminder, if you can't get enough of my voice through the podcast, I will be on 680 The Fan next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, gearing you guys up in the 6 p.m. to 8 p.m hour what would be the audio fun bag be gearing you up for the start of the brave season joined along with such studs as kevin McAlpin uh and uh wiley ballard and dan matthews on the calls as well looking forward to it going to be a lot of fun so ready and I'm, I'm just really ready for next week i know you guys are as well we'll get you there in style next week thanks again to 680 the fan for sponsoring the podcast and allowing me to uh talk uninterrupted for quite a bit of time thank you guys so much we'll be back again next tuesday right here on the 643 podcast <laughs> That's all, folks. This morning in the Atlanta airport, 
No one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 